This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Annie. How are you? I am fantastic. Hey, yes. Uh, I believe it, actually. We were just having a conversation before we hit record, and the energy has been solid. Uh, (laughs) So with that said, let's kick it off with my favorite question, and that is, do you, Annie, come from a family of entrepreneurs? I I do not come from a family of entrepreneurs. Okay, awesome. Tell me more. But not entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. Tell me Uh, more. (laughs) Well, I was raised by a single mom. And I'm the middle of seven kids. So I grew up in extreme poverty, um, but my mom did the best she could. And she worked really hard. She had immense challenges to say the least, um, but she always had a job and she always worked. And so all seven of us grew up being very hardworking, um, but not entrepreneurial at all. Um, and I think I was always afraid of that. I was trained to more make $5 an hour, but work 10 hours, you get 50 bucks. Um, at least you know what you're going to get where when you're an entrepreneur, you might work five or 500 hours and not make money or lose money. So it's a very different mindset to be an entrepreneur. So, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I, I can relate to that. Uh, I, myself am one of 18, but that's a, that's a, that's another story. Um, that's interesting. So what made you decide to break away from the mold? Was it that very experience of knowing that that's all that there was? per se, in that direction, and you said, I, I want more for all of us? Or what, was, what did that look like? Philip, I wish I was that smart, but I'm not that smart. So no, I'm pretty smart. But um, I climbed the corporate ladder, worked in the financial world for nine years and got five promotions. And then I had my third baby and my husband said, stay home. And I said, I can't stay home. I never made this much money in my life. Uh, so it was a big challenge for me. And people were like, why do you not want to quit if your husband wants you to? But growing up poor, earning a good living was, uh, I worked hard to get to that. Um, so I stayed home with the kids for a few years, but I love connecting people and I love helping people. And so I volunteered a ton in the community, the schools, I coached soccer, I did lots of cool things. And then, um, my husband one day said, do you want to buy a business? Like you love people, you love helping people. So we thought about, sure. What can I buy? Do I want to buy ink cartridges? No, not exciting. Do I want to buy a maid service? No, don't even want to clean my own house, a restaurant, too much responsibility and waste liquor store. And no offense to anyone that does these things. But then he asked me about a gym and I said, well, I don't really like working out. And he said, yeah, but you love helping people. And the most beautiful thing about owning gyms for me was I bought my first gym and no matter how crabby you are, no matter how much you don't want to go to the gym, even if you're there five minutes, you leave happier, you're grateful you came. And that was so rewarding to me to help people learn to like themselves and be kinder. So my first business was I bought a gym. Then a year later, I built a gym. Um, and then I started with the direct sales company and supplements. And then I was being interviewed for a TV commercial. And this woman said, I get that you love your gym and you love these supplements, but who are you really? And I said, I'm a female version of Tony Robbins. I'm going to change the world from huge stages. And then I began this journey. I got connected with the national speakers 
association and started speaking and writing and coaching and it just keeps growing. And now I get to speak all over the world and I love my work. So, yeah. Oh man. I mean, I, I know it wasn't as straightforward a line no. as that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, always, no. Always sounds illustrious from the, <laughs> from the, well, here's the short version of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are like, when you're an entrepreneur, you're like, I wish I worked 40 hours a week. I wish I worked 50 hours a week. Like that I've been traveling a lot. So last week I was in town three days at my desk and I was at my desk from six in the morning till 10 at night for the three days. My husband's like, please quit working. But I, I love what I do. And I never want to not respond to someone or not serve someone that I can help. But yeah, it's not a straight line or an easy line. Uh, so I always tell people, what do you have to invest before you start your own business? So. Oh, I love that you said that. That's a quality that I'm still trying to uh, find out. Like, where does it come from? The the idea of true, like, servant leadership, right? That true, like, I wake up to serve others. It's it's something that some people give lip service to, but some people really wake up and they're ready for that, and they don't let anything get in the way of that. But do you, can you attribute that to anything in your life, or is it just how you're built? Um, I can attribute it. Um, I'll say thank you for mentioning that. In fact, I just got back from this three-day conference or four-day, whatever, that's our conference for professional speakers. And it was more entry-level this year. More, We had 150 new people, so it was more motivation, which is great, and inspiration. So people were kind of saying what they didn't like about it. And I said, what I recognize is I'm here this year to serve. So I had three buddies, three people that it was their first time. And I thought, it doesn't matter if I get anything or not. I'm just here to give. Like I, I love giving, but this is where I'll contribute it to. Um, I, I often help a lot of people and I ran a mastermind for seven and a half years and the guys were teasing me. They were like, why are you always helping someone? You got someone living with you. You're mentoring someone. They're like, oh, it's probably for all the people that helped you. But one of the women in my group said, oh no, it's not. It's for all the people that never helped Annie. So I had a rather challenging upbringing. And by the time I was 18, I had moved 83 times. My mother and my father were unable to encourage me or mentor me. And so I never felt supported. And because of that, I recognize that there's always people in the world that don't have a cheerleader, don't have a support system. And I want to be what I never got to have. And so I've kind of dedicated my life to just loving people and encouraging people. And yes, I get paid. And sometimes I get paid really well for it. But I honestly would probably do it all for free if it wasn't for my husband, who's like, you deserve to be paid. I'm like, I know, I know. But I just, I love it. I, it is so hugely rewarding. And I think the pra- the intentional practice of it started owning gyms because people come to a gym a lot because they want to lose weight. And I was always like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I cannot help people lose weight. I don't care about it. It's not a motivator, not good marketing if you own a gym, but that was just me. And but I help people with their self-talk and their mindset and their habits and just being kind and encouraging to them. And a side effect was weight loss, but it was like learning to like yourself or learning to recognize you deserve for someone to care about you was just powerful for me. And then I get to do it more and more now. So Awesome. I, I want to turn the floor over to Jason. I know that I've been asking all the questions that I just couldn't help myself. It was a great start. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the interesting tie-ins, right? And I it, I feel like I'm saying this more and more every episode that we do is it's like we've all came from the same place. We just have a little different narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't grow up like super poor, but I grew up I grew up very modestly in a farm family. 
that my dad worked his ass off, dust till dawn, you know, so on and so forth. And it wasn't easy. There were no trips every year. There were none of that stuff, right? Um, but it seems like we all have, not not everybody, I mean, but like a majority of entrepreneurs come from a place of non-abundance, right? Mm, yeah. And it forces you to change your mind to a mindset of abundance, right? Yeah. Um, because if you don't, you get locked in that. And then there you are, you're at the lowest paying level of jobs and all these things. And so, I mean, if I would like send a, a burst of encouragement through the universe right now, it's like, you're worthy and you can make it, you can do these things, right? You just have to switch to that abundance mindset. And clearly you did that, which, um, you know, but you did it in a very big way and, and that's good. You Obviously it's not all unicorns and butterflies, but, but, yeah. uh, you made your splash, right. Yeah. And now you're leaving your footprint and that's what really matters at the end of the day. That's so right. good. The stuff. greatest legacy, yeah, the greatest legacy, right. just to encourage another person. I, right before I jumped on with you guys, I was on LinkedIn, which I should not do because I get distracted. Right. But, uh, somebody <laughs> told me they took my TEDx and they shared it with their team this morning and they had this great team talk. And it just like made me so happy. I was like, she's like, thank you for doing the good work. Cause you're like inspiring so many people. And like, right. Like we get this this opportunity to leave a legacy that all the money in the world can never leave the legacy of kindness and encouraging one another and supporting one another when it's not unicorns and butterflies, as you guys say, when it is challenging, it's like, how do we hang in together? How do we support each other? Okay. This is hard. How do we keep going? Right. When it is hard. So. It's, it's really uh, inspiring to see just how genuinely impassioned you are by, by doing this kind of work. Um, you, you really take a, take into account every second that you're doing things. I can just feel it from you. And you're like, you know what? I'll wake up a little earlier before I jump on this to go and take a look at what's going on over there. See if there's anything I can add to that. Come over here. What can I add to this conversation? Again, and, and that quality, the reason why I keep highlighting it is because it's so important to drive that point home. I think scientists say you got to say something like three times before somebody gets it. So I hope the listener gets it. <laughs> um, with that said, so you've got you've got now this place where you are speaking places, you you're running businesses, you're coaching, right? What are you focused on right now, and how does that translate to a goal that you're moving towards? Yeah, and I want you to know, Philip, as genuine as I am and as generous as I am, it does come from a selfish place of not only where I came from, but I lost three generations of men to mental illness and suicide. And my, I lost my father drank himself to death. My brother took his life and his son took his life. And so I recognize that every moment matters. Every second matters. And for years after my brother passed, we were very close. I was sad a lot. And then one day I woke up and I was like, nope, I'm not going to be sad anymore. I'm going to live twice, once for me, once for him. So everything I do, I think, I look at every person that looks like they're struggling or sad. And I think I'm doing this in honor of my brother, in memory of my brother. And so I really do that, but uh, I get to work on a lot of cool things. A, a big thing right now is that this year I was invited to do a TEDx on the pineapple principle, which is kind of someone called me a pineapple. Then I wrote a book about it. And so I teach people, I take this poem of 
be a pineapple, stand up, uh, wear a crown and be sweet on the inside. And I say, everybody has a story behind their story. How do I take the pineapple and teach you? What does that actually mean? Like, that's cute, but how do we make it deep? And so I teach people about looking at one another, like just in a world where we look at our phones to just look up and literally see people, um, to be kind, you know, to value ourselves and value others. And so when that book came out, people loved it. So then I wrote a book that will be coming out very soon. It's final touches of editing called moving from bruised to beautiful. And it's about bruised bananas turning into banana bread and using the analogy of a recipe of all the ingredients it takes in life to transition your life from when you feel bruised and beaten down. And then people are excited about that. So now I have 18 people that have already said yes. And I'm hoping to do 30 books that are going to be called the fruit basket of life. And I will partner with people to write these. Do I even have one? I don't know where it is. Anyway, I have these little, oh, here, a little, they're little books. See? And so we'll do like a wicker basket full of fruits or baskets of life. So every book will have a recipe, a lesson, a story. So I'm really excited about that. I'm writing an adoption book, Three to the Many Sides of Adoption. I'm doing the H3 cultures about hope, health, and happiness. And I'm doing the ABCs of success in business. And I'm not a writer. Like I have dyslexia and people thought I was illiterate at 21, but I keep being asked and I try to create what people ask for, right? Like, hey, what do people need? How can one little simple book, even if you're depressed, even if your business is failing, even if you feel hopeless, how can one little nugget keep you going or get you back on the path or remind you you're not alone? First of all, that's a cool cover for the pineapple. Anybody who sees it, I feel like I've seen that book somewhere and I don't know how. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, and Jason knows a thing or two about that. He's written a couple of books himself. And I think it's, uh, it's important that anybody who has information catalog it and, and have it distributed if possible. Cause, uh, reading changed my life when I was, uh, 14. It, it was the one thing that I did have access to that was of some substance. So I, I can firsthand say that changes people. Uh, it, it is the one thing that I think anyone with an open mind can take with them no matter where they are in life, no matter where they're coming from in life and change their circumstances for sure. If, if they can take it to heart and really apply what they learn. Right. Uh, so thank you for contributing to the fabric, the great fabric of that kind of thinking and teaching. It's uh, it's one of the highest callings and it goes, it goes back to speaking and, and overall, like the work that you do across the board. So that's cool to know. and where can people sort of check all that out? Like, is it, imagine all of them are like, all right, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I, yeah. I just want to throw that out there now. How do they get a hold of you? <laughs> I primarily encourage people to just Google my name, Annie Meehan, and that's my website is Annie Meehan and buy books there for two reasons. One, I always personally write a note to everybody that supports me and thanks them, sends a book out in a pineapple envelope. And then two, um, they can also buy them on Amazon as well. That just Amazon takes takes a little bit of, takes a little bit of that money or a lot bit of that money, but whatever, <laughs> wherever they want to find me, whatever is easy for them. And they're on Audible and Kindle. And one of my books won a national award in the category of self-help. And I, I'm grateful. However, people absorb that it has helped a lot of people that have been really low. So I'm grateful. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're in the middle of writing more of these is if I understood correctly. Yes. I know. <laughs> so you I gotta know. stay you gotta stay off linkedin then Annie, i know exactly <laughs> thanks jason because i'm not gonna get it done i don't like, like who can i help who can i encourage you guys uh, focus I, you should see the, uh, the list that i write my to-do list every day i scare people but oh i can do a gosh. lot in one day yeah. i say by 9 a.m i usually try to get up by five and by 9 a.m 
I have done more than most people do in a day. I'm not, ju- I'm not judging. I'm just saying like, that's my like get up and do as many things as I can. So in case I get tired or distracted later, at least I did something. So Annie, it's not the army. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it feels like it is. Huh? <laughs> and I'm my boss. Well, I do have a dog. That barks, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I take care of myself so I can stay motivated to serve. That's it. There's, there's like an infinite energy. I, I, I know of a few people who are like that in business. It, it's just, you can't stop them. Something about the, the way they operate. And again, I think you alluded to this earlier. You just, you took to heart uh, how to appreciate every moment. And so I imagine you're not the kind of person that hits the snooze button. Oh, I never set an alarm. <laughs> I bounce out of bed at five naturally, but don't call me after eight theater at night. But like, <laughs> Do you ever get tired? I'm like, just don't call me after 30. You'll be like, who are you? I'm like, you know, I use it all during the day. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, I respect that. So now we know what you're up to, where you're going. Uh, I'm curious if you could go back. I'm talking way back to where it was you watching your mom working hard and you were old enough to start making decisions about your life. Like, what am I going to do to help contribute things of that nature, knowing what you know now and you could go back there. What would you say to yourself? I mean, I think I haven't thought about this in a while, but I think, you know, I was sad for the first 20 years of my life, pretty much every day and very hopeless, very in a very dark place. And I, I'm more than anything. I think I would say to myself, what I wanted to say was it's going to be okay. And you're okay. Um, Cause I didn't know that. Yeah. Giving a little hope. Not all yeah. is lost, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. It was a very dark, challenging upbringing. And so to live in the light now and to live, not only do I get to live it, I get to spread it. Right. Like, and everything's better when you get to share it with other people. And so I guess that's what I would say. I think other people saw things in me as a young girl that were strong and driven, but I, I did not know that or feel that at all. So. I love that. Thank you for being honest. It's it's a real thing. And there might be someone listening right now who needed to hear that. Yeah. You know, uh, it's needed to know. And and that's why I love this show and how often we come across, like Jason was alluding to earlier, just certain things about entrepreneurs that are, it's not that we're exactly the same person. There's no such thing as a carbon copy. There are certain obstacles or challenges that seem to ring a bell. Yes. Uh, which only pushes entrepreneurs to want to help and work with entrepreneurs as well. Cause all of us know, Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. You don't have to say much more. Yeah. Uh, say less as the, as the young kids say these days. Uh, so with that, before I start diving into closing things out, I want to turn it over to Jason again, cause I always hog it up. I don't, I don't know how I do it. I just get so <laughs> caught up. It's my attention span. <laughs> yeah. All good. All good for sure. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because you see like people come from places of oppression and things like that. Right. And then they, they start something and it just grows and becomes a wonderful flower and, you know, but then why do other people make so many excuses? Right. And, and never get there or struggle to get there or whatever. And business isn't easy. That's not what I'm alluding at, but, 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 you know, I hear it all the time, 
you know, from, you know, new business owners that maybe they got a year or two in and they're wearing all the hats, you see all these things. Right. And, and my response to that is pretty simple because they'll say, well, I can't afford it. Right. Yeah. Well, at some point in your life, I'm going to give the not so uh, abrasive version of this that I wrote on LinkedIn this morning. Uh, <laughs> but, but the simple truth is, is if you don't have it in here yourself, right, to have enough confidence in yourself and in what your product or service is, there's people giving away money, right? just giving it away in baskets full. The SBA is, they're giving away in baskets full, right? So it isn't about the money, right? It isn't about that I can't afford to hire some help or this or that. It's right up in here, right? And what I love about having conversations like this is you are freaking proof of that, right? We have real proof case studies of what I just said. And these are the things that need to get out and people need to hear it. So it freaking wakes them up. And it's just like, holy shit, there are other people doing this, right? <laughs> well, and I think you're both hitting on something that, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but adversity, having an ad, I expect things to be hard. I expect things to be challenging. And some people grew up and they did not have that experience. Things came easy to them. In fact, I would even say, I I venture to say dangerously, and it's his birthday Friday, but my oldest, I wanted to give him the life that I never had. So he got a lot given to him and he had quite an amazing upbringing. And now he doesn't have as strong a work ethic as me and my siblings do. Now my two older ones or younger ones do, but, but there's something about facing what's hard and not quitting. And as a young person surviving all of that, when I became a business owner, I didn't expect it to be easy. I didn't expect it to be. I mean, my first year, somebody tried to sue me and I lost $40,000. I didn't do anything wrong. He thought my name was too similar to his. So I had to take everything down and start all over again. And in fact, I just met his wife for the first time. I've still never met this man, but he heard about what a firecracker I was. And he was like, sending me a cease and assist and I had to change everything. But I expect things to be hard, but I don't quit when they're hard. I just keep going. I don't know how to quit. Honestly, I'm like, okay, that challenge. Okay. Someone said no. Okay. Someone else. For me, my business is all about interviewing every day. Pick me. Nope. We're going with someone else. Pick me. Nope. We've decided on someone else. Okay. I got a yes. Okay. I got it. But I, I anticipate the hard. And as a business owner, if you don't anticipate, it's going to be hard. It's so easy to quit. Well, people said no to me. Well, people didn't like me. Well, I didn't get chosen. So what? So what? Keep going. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the four stages of a dream, but it's to dream it. It's the distress. It's the development. And then it's the destination. And the distress is all the no's. Just because you love your product, your service, your brand doesn't mean anyone else is going to. Just because you hired someone doesn't mean it's going to be the right fit. You might have to go through 10 people before you find the right person. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. And when you decide you're not going to quit, then whatever adversity comes, you're just going, right? Like, I'm just still going to go forward. And I think you're right, Jason, is the excuses come from one of my talks is eliminating excuses. Well, the excuses come from the reality that it's hard. I hired the wrong person. The people I thought were going to buy fell through. My product didn't turn out right away or in the timely manner. There's all that stuff that I deal with 
But I just get up and go, okay, what can I do about it? And what can I? Plus, I'm a big believer in prayer and the serenity prayer and letting it go moving forward, right? So um, exactly, Jason. I think people want to start a business. They like pizza, so they want a pizzeria. But that's not owning a pizza shop, right? Like there's all this stuff you got to do behind the scenes and that you got to keep doing when people say no to you, when people don't believe in you, when people give up, when it doesn't work out. Okay, that didn't work. What else can I do? What else can I try? And I'm just a person that doesn't know how to quit. So It's a good quality. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> you drop some serious knowledge bombs, as Jason likes to say, on, on people, and if, uh, especially those who haven't gotten started at all. Right, who haven't even pulled the trigger on the idea of, you know, I always wanted, like you said, I always wanted to start a pizza shop, yeah. and then they find out it's like ten percent of it has to do with pizzas. Everything, everything <laughs> else is nothing to do with pizzas, and that's where, and that, that's where uh, I think Jason was talking about too is like the idea of, like, this is where you get operators and other people so that you can focus on whatever you believe your strongest at, whether it's creating the recipe, but then just supervising the recipe or working yourself out of all of these jobs. Do you remember what that process was like for yourself at first of like being able to step away from that as somebody who has done so much. And I imagine was doing it all at some point, what was that process like to move away from that in the business thing? I don't know if I have moved away, but now I just hire more <laughs> people to help me do the good stuff I get to do. And that, maybe that's walking away too, or knowing I'm going to be on the road and there's things that need to be done. And so more than anything, it's looking for the right people. And I've gone through a lot of assistance over the years. And sometimes people just get excited about what I do. And then they're like, I want to be you. And I'm like, okay, but I really need the support person too. Like, um, you know, and of course, some positions like mine at times can look very glamorous. You know, I get to travel to amazing places. People take very nice care of me. But there's a lot of other things behind it, like the pizzeria or like any business is what we see out front is just one element. Um, so for me, it's been, yeah, hiring people and services to be able to do some of the work that I don't need to or don't have to do anymore. So I can be out traveling and delivering great messages. So God, it's quite literally, you're like, all right, well, I need to get somebody for this because otherwise it ain't going to get done. I see. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. All right. Uh, with that said, uh, uh, before we go to the grand finale, I want to check in with Jason. How's it Good, looking? Let, let's yeah? roll out the grand finale. All right. Here it is. Okay. For all the marbles, for 10,000 points, Annie, the final question <laughs> of the day is, if you could have invited anybody today, based on everything we just talked about, to sit here, listen, maybe even contribute. Who would you have loved to have had here and why? Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind who I would love to have. And it is Oprah, but my reason might be different than other people's. Um, when I was 17, the Oprah Winfrey show contacted me. It makes me emotional still to talk about. They called me and they asked me, I was, um, my name was suggested as an exceptional teenager to be on the show. And so the producers of Oprah called me and invited me to be on the show. When I was 18 years old, I had dropped out of high school. I was working three jobs. I worked at a coffee shop in the morning, a temp agency in the afternoon, a pizzeria at night to support my 15-year-old brother so he could finish high school. And this place was like a safe house for teenagers. So Oprah show had said, hey, send in a teenager that's doing really well, whatever. Now, I would personally say about myself, I did not think of myself as exceptional at all. I was surviving and I was doing whatever it took to support myself and my brother. But Oprah said some really kind things to me after the show. And 
told me about who I could be and that my past didn't define my future. And literally I was 18, but I feel like I didn't hear her till I was 21. And she told me about her father and her uncle and some of their challenges and not believing in her, but how she knew where I came from didn't define where I was going. And at 21, I remember like receiving those words, like finally letting them into me. And since then it is, I wish I could tell Oprah what it meant to me because she was the first woman to speak kind words to me and to pour into me and believe in me. And it took me till I was 21 to start believing in myself and what she said to be true. And so all I would want is just to say, thank you. And I've written to her and you always get those standards. She gets a hundred thousand letters, like, but I've heard her say, you know, I didn't make up a difference in young people's lives until uh, 2000, until nine, 1995. But that's not true because I met her in 86 and she made such a difference in my life. And I wish I could say to her, hey, remember that little girl that was a high school dropout and barely had money for groceries? Well, today I get to travel the world and look other people in the eye and believe in them because you did that for me. And I had never had that. So I would just wish she was here to say thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. My God, I am going to find a way to get that message to Oprah. <laughs> it's Holy awesome. shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody wants to meet with her, wants to show her book to be famous, but I just wanted to tell her what it felt like, you know. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't always I, talk about it because it was so, yeah. but I know a, a lot of people are like, I want to meet Oprah too. And I want my book. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. I just want to say, because she put me up at the Knickerbocker Hotel and I got to order whatever I wanted. So I ordered tons of food. So I was 18 and I was hungry and I was working a lot, you know, but yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my first. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you for like literally giving your soul to this show. I mean, no. that's, that's amazing. If I mean, that's, one. that, that, that's like even choking me up a bit too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a perfect example of all the dimensions and dynamics that make up a complete entrepreneur, right? The hustle, the grit, the heart, you know, a lot of them miss that one. <laughs> they, they let the hustle and the grit turn them into something that's not, that's not a complete uh, person, but you're, you're all of the above and you, you're a perfect example of also some people didn't start off uh, with as many, like I want to say obstacles so early on. And uh, I, as somebody who has a, I hear that song in my own uh, early days as well. So I, I can really, really take a look, a step back and look at what you've done and say, man, like, yes. Cause I am one of those people that sometimes, even though all those challenges happened early in my life as well, sometimes I have the inverse effect where I'm oh like, I just, I would just like to catch a break sometimes, you know? And so it's, it's cool to hear you say, well, you know, I, I never expect to catch a break anymore because look at the way it was early on. In fact, if I ever do, I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. Anyways, I'm going to keep going because somewhere along the way, there's not going to be a break. And, and I think that's a healthier way of looking at life than, than some of the development that I did or haven't done, you know, and I, I can speak to that open and honestly, because I also want anybody who, who didn't understand how that point hits home, like that's something they need to look at too. You know, it's all of this is important. If you truly say the path you're taking is entrepreneurship and business ownership, these are the things you need to understand and the way that you could look at it that will actually benefit you as opposed to being a crutch that you stand on and complain, oh, well, you know, life isn't the way I want it to be. Yeah. Join the club. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do about it to make yes. it closer? Yes. What you we're hoping to have. 
Yeah. What can you do? What's the one thing you can do? There's a funny cartoon, Ziggy. I don't know if you guys are even old enough to know who Ziggy is, but Ziggy's looking up and saying to God, why me? And God looks down and goes, why not? And I always <laughs> think about that. Like People are like, I can't believe this happened to me. I'm a good person. I'm like, bad things have been happening to me since I was born. I kind of anticipate it. I'm not negative, but I'm just aware of the real world. But I like, so what? So keep going. So look for something good. So be the good. And, and one of my family members, I have a lot of siblings that don't feel the same as me, Philip. They're not as positive. And she's like, why are you always nice to people? Like, why are you always happy? People weren't nice to us. And I'm like, it is so much more fun to be nice. Like crabby yeah. people are crabby. I want to be a happy person and kind. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other podcast waiting to happen right there. I, I can speak to that. It's one, I have, I'm one of 18, right? And I get it. A lot of my other siblings are not the same. And none of them are even remotely involved in any of this kind of work. Yeah, it's, it's odd how someone can be in the same circumstance and have a completely different reaction to their development in life. So again you're you're a hero you really are in a lot of ways and anyone listening you know needs to needs to be able to amplify that um not for any other reason other than helping this symbol get across because it is true right the the pineapple book the pineapple what is it called again let's let's hold that up again (laughs) yes the pineapple principle okay and but the book for you philip is this it's called be the exception the reason why is because my publisher said I was writing dumpster to dynasty. And she said, don't write it right. Be the exception. Here's why, because it's about growing up in a family of a lot of siblings and you deciding to be the exception, break the cycles, rewrite the stories and just become who you're meant to be, not where you came from, but who are you meant to be? And look at you're doing right. Was that, was that Susie? Who's Susie? Susie Schaefer. No. Um, Oh, okay. I was just curious if she was your publisher or not. Oh, no. Wisink is who published this. Oh, okay. Um, right. Be the exception. Wisink is two women out of Minneapolis have a hybrid publishing. Okay. So Alora Zatz was the woman. I think she does for a number of different companies. So Right, right, right. Cool. I, I like the title of that book. It's definitely, I, I always run the, uh, whenever people are like, oh, you know, exception to the rule. I'm like, I like to assume on the safe side that I'm not the exception. That way, you know, if I do happen <laughs> to be, that's great. But because I could I could almost see that. And but often people go, yeah, but definitely you have to be able to see the fact that not everybody does this or not everybody is this way. That automatically makes you an exception. So there's, you know, a logic that you're not seeing. And so I, I like that you recommended that. That's that's a great one. Well, and you're the exception because you break the cycles. Yeah. I don't know your whole story, right? But you grew up with all this and you're like, I'm the only one that's an entrepreneur. That's what it was about. Already was, the, yeah. <laughs> right. How do you come out of your cycles and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm not going to repeat that. I'm going to rewrite that. Yeah. So, oh, I, li- I think that'll be the name for this. Do not repeat it. Rewrite it. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> there it is right there. Do Look at that. Repeat it, you leave it. your magic everywhere you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, and so again, uh, let's reiterate where can people connect with you, stay in touch with you, and check everything out? Yeah. Annie Meehan's the best way. That's my website is Annie Meehan. My YouTube station is Annie Meehan, my LinkedIn, my Facebook, but just Annie with an IE Meehan. All right. Thank you so much for stopping by. Those are my closing thoughts. Let's have Jason close us out. Hey, I always like to say this, Annie, thank you for being here. You're amazing. You're an amazing human being, an amazing person. And I feel blessed to have had you here. Um, and that should resonate across with everybody that listens to this. 
Um, thank you for taking the 30 or 40 minutes out of your day to spend with us. We can replace cars, money, all that junk, but time you got to choose that wisely. So thanks for choosing wisely to be here with us today. Thank you for inviting me into the war room to inspire. I'm grateful. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.